Swamiji, throughout my life, I've wondered about truth. I've wondered whether it's relative or absolute. Every few years, science keeps making new discoveries that seem to make it very relative. Are, are we going to find out that everything we've believed in is only relative? As the you know, the great teacher Paramahansa Yogananda was asked the question, um, is there any end to evolution? He said, no, you go on until you achieve endlessness. And in this world of relativity, there will always be more and more or less and less. But there is an absolute, and that absolute is beyond relativity, beyond creation. But in this world, we have the tools that we need right now. For example, 100, 200 years ago, people didn't, well, maybe 500 years ago, people didn't know that the world is, is round. But they had the tools to know. For example, somebody out at sea would see a ship coming from a distance. It wasn't a tiny speck in the distance gradually growing bigger. You'd see a mast and then gradually the hull and finally the whole ship. And it would just pop up out of the sea. That showed that the world was round, but they couldn't get the point. So there are many truths that are staring us in the face right now, but we don't see them. So science will show us that uh, truth is not just scientific truth, which is rational. It goes beyond the rational to the superconscious. Truth is that which we call God. Swamiji, are there absolutes to which truth can be tied? There is an absolute to which truth can be tied. There's not many absolutes, but that absolute is God. We have to understand that uh, God dreamed this whole show. You know, everything seems to be um, solid, but science has proved, just a hundred years ago that they proved this, that matter is not existent. Matter is only a vibration of energy. And that energy, many scientists have suspected, is really only a vibration of thought. And that, that thought, those thoughts are vibrations of the infinite consciousness. Finally, we will see that everything is a dream of God. You weren't just created poof like that, like a God bringing you out of a, a hat like a magician. You were, you were, you manifested that truth and he manifested that truth. We are his dreams. The goal of life is to understand who we really are. We aren't this ego. We have to get rid of this thought that you and I are separate. We're all part of that one dream. Swamiji, how do we do that? How do we grow in that way? Well, the first thing is to get rid of the emphasis on ego, self-importance. That's why they emphasize the importance of humility. But humility doesn't mean groveling in the dust and pouring dust on your own hand. That makes you conscious of the dust and of your own hand. <laughs> what humility is, is forgetting yourself. We must understand that we are expressions of that infinite one. This little ego which calls itself Swami Kriyananda or Nirmala Shupi or whatever is only a, a dream. Each, it's sort of like, okay, here's, here's the beautiful example. 
a, bur a stove with little jets of flame coming up. They're all manifestations of the same gas. But if you, we can even make it more graphic by putting different chemicals on each jet of flame so that one jet will seem yellow, another green, another blue, another red, etc. But so you seem different from me. And that's that little chemical that makes you seem different. It's chemical, it's only an ex uh, expression. Mm -hmm. But uh, when you have understood that you are a part of him, the first thing to do is to get rid of the sense of self-importance. Okay, this means now, and it's a very good practice, if people insult you, don't get excited, don't get depressed, don't get angry. Just say, that's all right, let it be. If they praise you, say, God is the doer. I remember one time, I always do after a lecture, because I really do feel that he is the doer. But after a lecture, some lady once said to me, what a nice lecture it was. And I said, God is the doer. She said, oh, really, is it? I, I knew it was good, but I didn't know it was that good. And uh, that's not what I meant. I meant that, really speaking, he is the power behind our breathing. He is the power behind our thinking. There's a beautiful passage in Autobiography of a Yogi by Farm Hansi Yogananda, in which he says, that thoughts are universally rooted, not individually. We don't create our thoughts, we only are channels for those thoughts. And depending on the level of, uh, uh, on which we are, we will manifest that level of thoughts. If our thoughts are, if our level of energy is low, then we'll be thinking sensual thoughts and worldly thoughts. I remember one time I was new on the spiritual path, and I suddenly fell into a great mood. And uh, I tried to reason my way out of it, it just didn't work. So I said to my subconscious uh, tendencies, I said, all right, boys, what are we gonna do about this? <laughs> and I, I said, do you like this? And they said, no, we don't like this. <laughs> so I said, all right, let's change our level of consciousness. So I sat down in meditation and put my mind very strongly at the point between the eyebrows. And five minutes was all it took. When I changed my level of consciousness, suddenly I saw all the reason why there was no need to be in a mood, everything was fine, and you, I just saw things differently. So the main thing that you need to do is to change your level of consciousness. And in getting rid of ego consciousness, you find people who say, well, as I always say, well, that's, that's foolish. That's emphasizing their egos. Get rid of that thought that you were the doer and understand that all inspiration... You know, I have written in my life nearly 140 books. I've written over 400 pieces of music. I started some eight communities. I've taken 15,000 art photographs. I've done a few things in my life. But the reason and the, the explanation for how I've been able to do all that is the understanding that I don't do it at all. You know, when I have a song to write, for example, I will tell God, well, I want a, a song that says this, 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 and I say, give me a melody that says that. It's there. I don't have to work for it. If you ask God to inspire you, 
in what you're trying to accomplish, you will find you will do far better than if you try to use your reasoning mind to try to think, well, this way, this way, this way, which won't work. So I have, I have found again and again the secret to it all is understanding that God is the doer and that if we turn to him, we will find more and more freedom until finally he does everything and we merge into his infinite consciousness. Swamiji, so you're saying that we can control our level of energy. Yes. And that will help us to perceive truth. Yes. Be in tune with God. Yes. You, you, your level of energy depends on where it is in the spine. So if it's in the lower level, it's sort of here in the gastric level, it's on the food level. It's lower. <laughs> it's, it just gives uh, other examples I don't need to express because my own mind doesn't want to go down there and talk about that. But the thing is that you will find that if you raise your level, the heart is the central point. And from here you can, it's, this is the center of emotions. And from here the energy goes either downward or upward. If you will, you know, in the Indian scriptures they talk about thinking of the heart as a lotus and turn all the petals of the heart upward toward the brain. And if you do that, then you can raise your consciousness to an ever higher level. Swamiji, is that an intellectual exercise or no. is it an energetic one? Energetic level. Inter intellectual means rational. This is beyond rational. You know, reason, the thing with reason is it cuts things up into pieces. And we need to go more by intuition. Intuition is a flow. And if we can go with that flow, then we can find that that understanding comes to us more and more freely. Swami, this is a hard question to know how to ask exactly, but is that process a personal one? Or is it, because people will say, well, I practice this and this and this, and I do these exercises, but it, it seems to narrow down to their ego, is it? You know, it doesn't have to be personal. It's a general thing that everybody can practice, so that even if you're a ditch digger, you can feel joy in your ditch digging. And the thing is that this practice in the end gives you joy. And that's what everybody in the world is looking for. We're all looking for happiness. So the more you practice this level of, this idea of raising your level of consciousness, the more you can, the thing is when you meet people in the streets even, you can look at them with that consciousness and they will smile back at you. You will smile, they will smile. And what a wonderful world it is when you can see friends everywhere. Swamiji, does that mean that as you raise your level of energy, you feel more joy and you feel that God is doing everything through you? You do feel it. It is not a passive thing. You have to be a co-creator with him. You have to do it with him. Don't just sit back and let him do it. And then you will find that the answers come. And the strength comes to do it. And again and again I have found I didn't have the strength to do something. When I tuned in him, suddenly I had that strength. Swamiji, earlier you said we have the tools. It's the awareness, the tools are, are 
in our possession, but we're looking at truth that we don't understand. Can you give another example of how science is going to give us things in the future that we don't understand? Well, science looks to, works through logic, and science will never give us this truth. We have to transcend lie science. Because we're living in an age when science has given us many answers, we look to science to give us all our answers. It won't. It always has to go through logic. You have to go through your own personal understanding of truth. It's sort of like a great lake of ice. You can't break through the whole ice, but you can drill at one point. So you can drill at your own understanding. You, you could say that truth is center everywhere, circumference nowhere. It's in your own heart. And when you can understand your own self, then you've understood, really you've understood the whole universe.